Tom Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, Million Dollar Agent. How are you going, guys? Good to talk to you guys. Good, Good to, to talk. speak with everyone today. How many, how many listeners have we got nowadays, Troy? We've got quite a 10, lot. 10,000. Hang, hang on. Is that a technical note? Quite a lot. What is it's that? confidential. No, we're, we're, we're ticking over about 10,000 a week at the moment. That's uh, listeners. Listeners. Wow, that's in. pretty cool, actually. That's fantastic. Yeah, and that's when good. you think about, like, uh, hypothetically speaking, there's, I would say now, 50,000 real estate agents, a marketplace out there of 50,000 agents. Uh, Today, New Zealand, though, has got how many? Uh, New Zealand's 10, got 000? about... Nah, 20,000, John. 20,000. So 70,000 in our primary markets. Yeah. And we've got 10,000. It's pretty good. Yeah. I've, I've actually, I believe... <laughs> Not that, really. Not um, really. That means that, that, means that uh, 60,000 aren't listening to 60,000 are, choo- 60, are choosing every couldn't week... Couldn't give us stuff about us. Con- <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Taking the glass Six- half full and he just shuts us down straight away. Well, it's relevant because today's about mindset, isn't it? We're going to be talking about attitude. Absolutely, because I think I think we've got to, I think we've got to think big. We've got to think Greece, Italy. Um, we, there's so many... So many uh, we've got, we got to think but what big. about the 60,000 in our own backyard that are not listening to us? Surely we need to sharpen the saw a bit. And I've got to tell you, John, I'm thinking about it. 60,000 people choose to continue eating, listening to radio, continue to actually do other things than tune in and listen to us. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. I, I now almost never, almost, probably 90% don't listen to radio because I podcast. There is a great tweet. I'd give you the name of that. There's a new app, Tom. I think I'll mm. get the detail and we'll put it on Tom's website. It's called Casts, C-A-S-T-S, I think. It changes the way you listen to podcasts forever. So for all our listeners, it's just one of those apps that allows you to download podcasts from the cyberspace, wherever okay, the podcast is. So, so this is basically an aggregator of all podcasts. I don't understand. How does this Yeah, work? yeah. So it, it basically it, it, um, it allows you to download podcasts from wherever people download podcasts from. And I'll just show you here. Whether it's the App Store or... Correct. Yeah. It's just a very cool piece of technology called Casts. And it is the best because you download the ones you want there. Yeah. And then as new ones come in, it puts them here. And then you can download them. And it's just so cool the way you do it. It's it's a beautiful. Okay. It's so ten times better than anything else you've used. So I've used John, a few. The name, of of, the name of the app. I think it's called Casts. Okay. C A S T S. But we'll put on your website a link to it. Okay. Um, because you know it's funny. We talk about the age of technology, and that has increased my enjoyment and ease of use of podcasts by a hundred percent. So now back to my original um, statement, which was why listen to the radio. When I don't know who I'm going to get, I don't know what they're going to say, I'm bombarded with ads. When I can go to a podcast and choose from any number of brilliant interviews, questions, conversations, it's almost just becoming ridiculous, for me anyway, feeling of the whole thing about radio, and we have a lot of friends in radio, so I'm not here to, to um, sort of be too negative about it, but I think that just as free-to-air television has been challenged by Netflix... And uh, Apple TV, I think radio, podcast, is becoming a real challenger because you get what you want, when you want it, and you don't have to listen to stuff you don't want and wait for something that you find interesting, which is perhaps why 60,000 people don't listen to us. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's that's the opportunity. Talking about glass half full and and so forth, I saw one the other day, and... Uh, I think it was a Greek girl whose name was Panos. She's very, very good. She, I'm following her on Instagram, Adriana or something. I'll find her name. 
And she said, while you were arguing whether the glass was half full or half empty, I sold it. Hustle all day or hustle whatever. <laughs> I like that. It's really good. While you were arguing, if the glass was half full or half empty, I sold it. Um, she's, she's very good. I got her through just watching someone else. Um, and her name, I, th- I wondered whether she's any relative because she's very empowering. Okay, so um, one of the things I'll say is short phrases, I know that sometimes they come across as, you know, being... Uh, it's just a one-liner, but I, there's so much power in a one-line in the meaning, and there's something special about people having the ability um, to say something efficiently, very clearly in a sentence. I, I love one-liners, John. I think you know, and I've heard deviations of that. I've heard someone said once, "It's not whether the glass is half full or half empty. The point is, it's refillable." Yeah. Right? yeah. So yeah. I love, you know, short sentences and phrases that have strong meaning to them. Well, I think, Tom, that's why quotes are so empowering, because in a sentence you can shift your mindset, and this is a very relevant conversation to today's podcast, because yep. it's all about mindset, and and you can someone can just give you a quote or a short story, and all of a sudden you see something totally on the flip side, and I think that's really, really exciting. So... Yeah, I'm a great believer. I mean, we use quotes a lot, as you know. And, and uh... Well, one, one that I've used a lot, John, over the past mm, three or four months since December was just hit record. Just hit record, yeah. And it, I apply it to absolutely everything. It, yes or no, just hit record. Just have a go and start. Just do it. Just do it. Don't seek perfection. Yeah, just, just, do, just it. do it. Which is, you know, a lot of what we do here. <laughs> Okay, so John... There's Alexi Panos. There you go, John, Tom. John speaking. Alexi Panos has come up on uh, on uh, Instagram here. A-L-X-I-P-A-N-O-S. So you've never heard of her? No, no not only that. Her boyfriend's a lot more attractive than what I, what I am. Um, and um, I've never heard of her, but I'm having a look at this. What will people say? This sentence will kill more dream than anything else in the world. I like that. What will people say? And it's interesting, you know, because she's obviously of Greek origin. um, And I have to say that in um, the Greek culture, it is probably one of the... It's it's, it's a real killer. And that is that people have got this exaggerated uh, addiction to actually not be frowned upon by other people. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think it's it's just Greek. I think the whole world yeah. is worried about what the neighbours are saying about them. Yeah. We got the flight path again, Troy. <laughs> we we're gonna have to change studios. We're sitting here at Walsh Bay. They've clearly changed okay, the flight path. So um, we got no, a plane that's heading either coming from Mascot or going to Mascot. <laughs> no, I think what we're on is the helicopter path. The helicopter yeah, path yeah, coming in there. But 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 John, you make it. You make it. So it's it's you know it's uh, um, in all cultures, and that is this. Uh, and and it's going to move on to what we talk about with Dr. Fred because one of the things that I wanted to talk about today, John and Troy, was I had a conversation with Dr. Fred about Eric that he's speaking at, mm-hmm. and. One of the things that so is... So not everyone knows Dr. Fred, so we should just say that Yeah, he's, maybe you give a, a bit well, of a depth of... You know, I won't, I won't go through all the detail, but Dr. Fred is, is a life and business coach who's been operating in Australia for, I would suggest, 20 years. And, and I think I'm fortunate to have been one of his initial Australian clients, as have many other Aussies that probably still stay in touch with him. And um, he, he's, a rig- he's got many different backgrounds, but he has been, uh, I'll call it a psychologist. I think he was... Uh, a rabbi at one point. He's had a variety of, of careers. 
but he basically is, for me anyway, the most insightful person that can break through whatever holds you back from achieving your potential. And he has this wonderful, Troy, as you know, manner about him. He's, yeah. he's got a beautiful voice. He's very softly and spoken and calm. And um, we ha- he, in fact, he spoke at the very first Eric, and he's coming back and he's speaking at the 21st Eric, which is awesome. Um, and he's spoken with, with one in the middle. But um, we suggested just before we came on air that we should have him on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great idea and very timely with him returning to Eric to give those that haven't um, been up to speed with his work. But you should go, you know, just uh, Google Dr. Fred Gross, G-R-O-S-S-E, and I'm sure you'll find videos he, and he, tapes. He, yeah, John, he's, he's an interesting uh, person because after talking with him, and I felt invigorated after the conversation, I went on a YouTube. He's not one of uh, the people that has gone into social media at a Tom Ferry level, you know. No. Um, so there's not a lot of content, but there's always content on YouTube. So yeah. you are going to get, you know, um, little nuggets of information. John, I, I know that you've had a lot of work. You've done work with him personally. Yeah. You've also had um, a lot of your top agents um, over the years work with Dr. Fred. Um, when I would credit I... him personally as the guy that's changed my life most. You know, people say, who is your mentor? or mm. who's yeah. cha- For me, Dr. Fred would have been the greatest impact, and it's not just me. I would say out of our top 25 agents in the group, many of the best in, in the world, um, he's probably impacted at least half of them at a personal level. He's coached them. Yeah. So I think anyone thinking of coming to Eric, don't think, just get there, and he will be one of the reasons to get there. So. Well, I think, John, in fairness to Dr. Fred, we're not going to take away his whole talk, but what we'll do today, if it's okay, let's unpack one key principle that yep. I believe that um, you believe it's had a profound impact on you, um, he talks about it. It seems to be his hero subject because it seems to have the thing that has the biggest return of investment yep. on people transforming. Yep. And that is more mooring lines. Yeah. So, John, what is a mooring line? Um, how does it work? What does it mean for a person? And if later on in the conversation we can add some others and explore, but can we start off with a mooring line? Yes, a mooring line is a, a belief that you have about the world, yourself, the world in which you live. That whole, so, so the literal translation is, you know, those big tankers that are just around the corner here on Sydney Harbour that when they come in and they kind of anchor in, they actually don't drop an anchor, they actually put out a mooring line, which is generally beneath the the surface of the water and it holds them to the the berth so the boat doesn't go floating off into the middle of the harbour and cause chaos. So he talks about that metaphorically as in your life, the things that are sitting beneath the surface, so call it even subconscious um, or or, or lower level of conscious, that are holding you back. So it could be, for example, give you a mooring line. um, If you say to yourself or to others, I was born on the wrong side of the track, so I'm never going to be able to make it, make it big, I don't have the network, you know, I'd love to sell waterfront houses but I didn't go to the right school. That would be a mooring line because that is a belief you have about the world, which is not real because there's always examples of people that were born well and truly on the wrong side of their tracks who do get the waterfronts. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's the kind of metaphor is what do you say about the world yeah. that is, is unempowering, disempowering? And Dr. Fred sort of talks through that. So how do, you, how do you work that out? So if I was to sit down, Tommy, and coach you, and I'll say, so, you know, you did last year, you did half a million. Well done, not a bad result. Tell me why you didn't do two million, though. 
because I know there are people in Australian real estate doing two million and more. Almost whatever you would likely say as a result of that yeah. is, is more than likely going to be a mooring line. Well, you might say, well, I haven't been in the industry that long, John, so I think two million is really good. How long have you been in the industry? Only five years. So at what point, my coaching would be, at what point are you in the industry long enough to do two million? Because yeah. there are people that are in the industry for a couple of years that are doing two million. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I haven't got a network. I haven't got a black book. All these guys that went to Scots College or girls that went to Ascom that know, know the who's who, they're the people that get all... No. All that does, if you went to school with someone, it may get you an invite to come and talk to them. It doesn't get you the listing. It's like a letterbox drop. It doesn't yeah. get you the listing, but it might yeah. get someone to say, okay, well, we might as well ring this guy. He looks like a good guy. So the mooring line is you have to unpack them and, and ask yourself, what are you saying that's holding you back? And we all do it. Yeah. Just some of, them, some of us have lots of them and are unaware of it. Others I mean, have fewer. John, it, to me, like... As you're talking, it, it sounds to me that it would be a difficult thing for an individual to do themselves. Because if this thing is so ingrained in you that you've got a belief, like you don't know what you don't know. Maybe you, it's, it's, it's so much, it's so wide into you that you don't actually realise it's a mooring line. It's always easier to work with someone on these sort of things. Any, any form of coaching, counselling, therapy, those things. As Dr Fred, who who also did a lot of marriage counselling in his life, when he was having trouble, and he talks about this publicly, so I'm not giving her any secrets, but his beautiful wife, wife Victoria, who he's now been with for some 25 years, he said in the first couple of years, they nearly separated on a number of occasions. Right. And he said even though this was his expertise in helping couples through it, they had to get external, outside help to come and help them. Now they have one of the best marriages and I've ever seen in my life. They're incredible. They're like doting teenagers that just have fallen in love with each other for the first time every time I see them. They're just amazing and inspiring, but they went through a tough time. So you do need to get people that can, at some distance... Now, that doesn't mean you can't start it, because an excuse, in a sense, Troy, is almost like a mooring line. Yeah. If I say, well, why'd you miss that listing? And you said, well, the competition at 1%. In a, in a sense, that's a mooring line, because your view of the world is saying... Well, I didn't get it because they're at one percent. My view of the world would be, you didn't get it because they didn't see you were a lot better than the other person, at least one percent better, yeah. or preferably five or ten percent better. You have to be so outstanding that no matter what the if the other, as I said, Simon Nolan, who's a good friend of ours from mm -hmm. our Uber office, who's tremendously inspiring, and I suspect might be listening to this because he's a great self-educator, and and he's just sort of grown his business you know, phenomenally. And I said to Simon today, Simon, when you go to a listing, you have to assume that everyone else is for free. Yeah. And you still have to be the obvious choice. Because if you're 2.5% and you're free, but you are the world's best real estate salesperson and you're a bit of a novice, clearly the 2.5% is a great choice yeah. and a great investment yeah. and the only sensible choice. So it's, it's about... Because excuses are really the key thing. And I was listening to another podcast today as I was going to the lunch with Simon and... And the guy, and I'll get his name because he's one that our listeners should listen to, he was on Lewis Howes, so right. Lewis Howes is really good. Anyway, he talked about, he said, I've, I've opened 160 bars, restaurants and entertainment things over my life. You know, he's been in it 50 years and this was, he, he, you know, he used to be a consultant and then he started doing his own. Anyway, he said the most common denominator that he's seen as he looks back on his 50 years is excuses of those that failed. He said, because an excuse is a way to justify your failure. Yeah. Because he said, if you didn't fail and you didn't use an excuse, well, then you were successful. 
So I said, people have got to stop making excuses and start solving the problem yeah. and putting together the puzzle. So I guess mooring line is, is often a, a slightly bigger, more entrenched and often subtler version of an excuse. Okay, we've got a real estate audience. Troy, you're out and about mm. to your network yeah. in a training coaching capacity. Yep. I'd like you, and I'll share some as well from the real estate gym members, and I'd love to get John to give me how he'd flip those. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the mooring lines, now that we know what the term is, what are the ones that come up from people that aren't doing what they'd like to be doing from a business perspective? So one of the most common ones I always see is I'm new to the industry, but they've been in the industry for a number of years. I'm still new to sales. That's a really big okay, mooring so, line that so we So as said. a coach, you, I mean, because also listening to us are principal sales managers and business coaches. Yeah. So as a coach, you have to catch those as they fall. Yeah. yeah. And you have to say, hang on a second, let's just rewind. So you're new to the industry, so let's get specific. How new? Oh, 12 months in. So I always say then, Tom, at what point will you no longer be new? Because right yeah. now, your phrase, I'm new to the industry, is really just some form of a mooring line or excuse for you doing better. Otherwise, you wouldn't say it. If you were writing five and There's min- no official date where new becomes not new, isn't it? Correct. Correct. <laughs> it's true. That's right. At what point? Are you, are you not going to be new? So, so that's one. The other one I hear, and I'll throw in, Tom, because I know you're about to, the one I often hear is... Um, I've, I've, uh, I haven't got the time. I don't want any more stress, Tom. You know, I'm riding 500,000 and the wheels are wobbling and I'm stressed and it's impacting my health and my relationships, my relationship, and I just haven't got the time, so I can't 2X. So if you were talking with Dr. Fred, he would say, well, why don't we aim to reduce your stress, improve your relationship, massively improve your health and 2X at the same time? Why would we be not having that discussion? Because you can do all the rest. And then you say, well, no, you can't. And, well, the, the answer is you can. Yeah. So Fred will eventually, or your business coach will eventually win the argument because they'll actually just keep peeling the onion. I was, had breakfast, I mentioned, I think I mentioned, no, I didn't before we came on air, I mentioned with Pete Chauncey, Adrian Bow, yeah. and Pete Chauncey, two of the world's best people yeah. and the world's best real estate people. And I said to Pete, how's your running going? And he said, yeah, great. And I said, what time do you run? He said, 4.30. I said, 4.30 a.m. He said, yep. And I said, so what does your morning routine look like? Well, firstly, I said, why do you run so early? He said, well, I have to, because to get stuff done. And I said, so what is your morning routine? He said, 4.30, 5.30, he runs for about an hour. Right. And by the way, this was used to be, Troy, as you know, a chubby little fella that was riding 300000 a year when we first met him. Selling, now, selling beds. Selling beds, yep. <laughs> Not Benz's, beds. Yeah. beds. And, and now he's a $4 million rider um, with a beautiful family, expecting another child as we speak. And um, and just the most lovely guy you'll ever meet, writing for me. And, and John, I, I would go as far as say that Peter Chauncey would probably be, and I'm not saying that profit is a major indicator, but Peter mm. Chauncey is one of the few people that doesn't have a multiple of soldiers that are contributing. Two people. Two people. He's got two people, plus him writes $4 million in a suburb where he has 1,500 people. Mm. He has 81% market share. Nine out of ten of the top sales in Narrenburn in price were done by him in the last 12 months. So at every KPI level and every metric, he has one of the best, if not the best, real estate business in Australia. So get, get back to this, 4.30 to 5.30. 4.30, he goes for a run. 5.30 to 6, he has a shower and gets ready. 6 o'clock, he has breakfast with Jack, his little son. Um, 
and he leaves for work at quarter to seven because he likes to start work at seven. So he's looking after his health. What does he do? He gets up early. Mm. And some people, oh, well, I don't want to get up early. Well, you know, you mightn't want to prospect either, but if you want to have listings next month, you've got to prospect. You want to stay fit, you have to do, do a workout somehow. Now, you can do it at the end of the day, you can do it in the middle of the day, you can do it at the beginning, but choose one and just do it. Um, and he wants to have breakfast with Jack. So Jack doesn't get up until six and have breakfast, so Pete goes for his run gets up early. John, that's gold, because I can't tell you the amount of real estate guys and girls that tell me that, hey, I've had to, you know, I've had to put the health on hold a bit because I'm working hard and I've got the young family now, right? And, you know, they put on 10, 15, 20 Ks and they yep. say, it's just a period I'm going through, I'm trying to juggle the family and everything, but once they get to, you know, school age, just in that, I'll focus on it again, right? Again, that's a mooring line, That's isn't the when-then strategy of life is, when I'm successful, I'll be happy. Yeah. When I earn enough when money, like I'll... That. Yeah, that's a bad strategy. Because if you're not doing it now, the answer is you'll probably never do it. So might as well do it now or stop bullshitting yourself that yeah. you are going to do it. Like giving yeah. up smoking. Yeah. You want to give up smoking? Yeah, I really want to give it up. Great, do it now. Yeah. Throw it out, never touch it again. Yeah. Well, no, I'm going to wait till the 1st of January, till next Monday, till the 1st of next month. That's all rubbish. So <clears throat> just, just back on Chauncey, so I, I think that this is a great example of can you have a balanced life? Can you look after your health? Can you 2x your business or 10x your business, as Pete's done, 15x his business? The answer is yes, yeah. but you won't do it until you get rid of the excuses that are holding you back. Yeah. And if, you're, if your mindset is the more successful I become, the more stressful, that's nothing but a mooring line. <clears throat> and that'll stop you being more successful because you say, I don't want any more stress. And I'm saying, what if more success meant less stress? Well, yeah, but it doesn't. Well. Let me introduce you to Peter Chauncey. Let me introduce you to Matt Steinway. Let me introduce you to Gavin Rubenstein, people who are amongst the best on the planet. Yeah. And I would guarantee you that they have less stress. I'm not saying they don't work hard. I'm not saying they don't go through the same sort of day-to-day business challenges that we all go through. Well, but John, even if we assume, <coughs> even if we assume that they had equal stress, they're not they're, they're not working ten times the hours mm, because it couldn't be possible. It physically can't be done. We're talking before about quotes, Tom. It just reminds me of one which I shared with Simon Nolan at lunch because I'm talking to him about 2X. He's, he's now riding a million bucks and, and uh, I'm sure he won't mind me. He should be proud of that. He's, he's doing particularly well. And that's massive increase from when he started with us a couple of years ago. Anyway, I said to him, it's not about doing more, Simon. It's about being more. So I said, I want you to work whatever hours you're working now. Just keep it up. Maybe even bring it back a bit. But I want you to be a better Simon in the hours that you're putting in. Mm. So when you turn up for a listing, you're going to be there for an hour and a half anyway. Call it. So just be unbelievably good in that hour and a half, even better than you are now. Yeah. And that's going to get you a better result. I'm not saying, oh, now you've got to go spend three hours at the listing presentation. No, no. In fact, you'll probably go from an hour and a half down to an hour because you become a master. You control what's happening in the environment and everything works out really well. So... Um, at the end of the day, a mooring line is, is a form of excuse that's holding you back. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure, because we're hopefully going to have Dr. Fred on the podcast before Eric, so we'll yeah. check that with him. <clears throat> and you should still come to Eric and listen to it, because he's got half a dozen of these things that I think he went through with you on the phone the other day, Tom, that they're just like, they changed my life. When I heard the concepts, and mooring line was one of the most profound that I heard. And I, I don't think you need to change 10. I think one mooring line might change your whole life. Yeah. Um, and not yeah. just your business life, I'm glad you said your life, because it, it impacts your relationships, because you start applying that philosophy to don't make excuses, it's going to hold you back. Um, 
work out what are the views you have on the world, the glass half empty views that are holding you back. Being mooring lines, by definition, a lot of them are actually underneath the surface. They're not things that you're aware of until someone says, hey, Tom, what did you just say? Yeah. Do you really believe that? Yeah. Wow. How's that working for yeah. you? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's very exciting. So we'll talk more about Eric. And How I, long does Dr. Fred have on stage? Oh, he's got, I think he's one of the longest speakers. He's got an hour. So you could um, probably listen to Dr. Fred, to be honest, for like three or four days, let alone one hour. Weeks. But yeah. Weeks. But yeah, the stuff. So I think we, we should try, and I know that you're... I'm, I'm inspired listening to, to, the, to the guy, hearing about him. I feel like going after... I'm, I'm, I've got to tell you, while you've been talking, I can't help it. I've got a crush on this Panos girl as well, because I'm just... <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I'm just looking at her... Ida Sula out there, you know. I'm really, but but I I would never leave my wife. Of course, stop trying. Look, some of the stuff she's got here, John. Stop trying to skip the F struggle. That's the word I'd use, which I don't use on the podcast. That's where character is built. Beautiful. So don't be afraid of losing people. Be afraid of losing yourself by trying to please everyone around you. I'm looking at every quote that she's got. Great quotes. Um, She's great. Um, and the last one, and we're going to finish on this point, um, you really don't, you literally do not have to be friends with people you don't like. And I think, I mean, as harsh as it sounds, you can choose the people that you have around your life. And yeah. there's a group of people that, you know, tell me that they sometimes have these draining conversations when they're certain around people. Now, I think that everyone listening to this podcast, I think that you know, success is an inside job. Find yourself guys or girls in this industry that want you to be your best you and maybe reduce the amount of time with people that when you sit there and you talk with them, you know, and there's a great saying, John and Troy, which says that everyone wants you to do good till you're better than them. Now, I don't think that's exactly right, but I get the gist of, of, of what they're saying. Um, but I'm pleased to let you know that Nicola Burns said to me, I saw Nicola today, um, and Nicola said to me that tomorrow the Arik brochure will be hitting people's desks. So that, so bro- that could be today because so I think this, the uh, podcast. Yeah, today and tomorrow we normally- it'll be appearing in people's uh This is the hard The copy. hard copy. And I've seen a I copy of the hard copy. She never showed me that copy. Troy was raving about it. He said, oh, John, the brochure's beautiful. I said, great, get it to me. By far, 21 years, by far the most beautiful brochure I've ever seen. Well done to Anthony Moulton at Brandon Co. Are you in the brochure? Yeah. And and Nicola. Nicola's one of the best, but definitely... No, he means are you in it? Are you in it? Oh, I'm in the brochure. No, I'm not in the brochure. I thought you said he's talking about the brochure. Thank God. Thank God. He doesn't have a vested interest. Oh, and I'm also going to tell you that Nicholas told me that it is the highest number of booked this far out of Arab yeah. in its history. So uh, she's like hundreds over yeah. last year. That's very good. So um, you'll see that tomorrow. But you're going to forget about you know I don't Tom Ferry. Did you just, did you speak to Tom Ferry? I, I caught up with Tom Ferry. Oh, I can't wait a, to look, see him. I've got to tell you, I'm excited yeah, just thinking about him I'm being there. I'm just thinking about those two, Tom Ferry and Dr. Fred. But there's still another twenty or so speakers. No, no, there's thirty. There's thirty-two there's speakers. 30. There's 32 Peter, speakers. Peter Sheen as well. I'm, I'm doing a catch-up with Peter next week, leading up, uh, covering off what he's doing. Is he out speak. here? No, no, no. On the oh, phone, phone, we're doing a dial-in. So I'm he super is amazing. excited he's about Peter Sheen. He's another one, Sheen. John. We heard him at Freak. Mastery when Rupert Murdoch yeah. spoke. Yeah. And I remember texting you during the session, and I said, this guy is the smartest person I've ever heard yeah. speak. And yeah. then you said, we've got him at Eric. This is... 
We're, we're beginning to have commission breath by talking about all those people, right? <laughs> we don't want to do that. Come to no, there's a difference between commission breath and absolute unbridled passion. And I think we have unbridled. We, we genuinely love coaching and training. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's good. Now, just before we leave, two things. We're going to be momentarily thanking our friends at realestate.com. But before we do that, the AFL, no, the NRL <sighs> season has started. And, Tom, I think you should. We lasted 28 okay. minutes. I was okay. hoping we no, were going to no, get out. No, Troy. <laughs> With Take great a bow, res- with, great, with great respect, I deliberately held off not, not mentioning it at the start, but John's brought it up. Let's be very clear. We are friends. Was, Why would you do this to it me? Was the upset, it was the ups, the biggest. So for everyone, I'm a West Tiger supporter. Many of you know that. Oh. Troy Malcolm is a Rooster supporter and has played for the Ex-Rooster Roosters. Rooster player. Yeah. Roosters are the, the club that's got all the money. Roosters is the glamorous club. We're right? under the cap. The West Tigers. Well, I've got a 25 million salary cap while everyone else has got a <laughs> six or Correct. seven million dollar Correct. one. So, so amazing. Think about West Tigers, Campbelltown, and Leichhardt. And it was the upset. They believe it's the upset of the year. Silver I don't think it'll be a bigger round upset. One. Round one. <laughs> 10-8, big win, John, uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs. I can't comment, South got flogged. Yeah, yeah. Do you know so, Troy, nice I, had to, I had to do something because I knew it was going to come around to the Rabbitohs momentarily. <laughs> um, and, um, guys, uh, AFL starts uh, this week. Yes. yes. Um, so, we're going to touch on... So, who are we on... barracking there? Because we made some predictions. Yeah, I so guess, I'm... Troy, yeah, we, well, we we got to either barrack for St Kilda or Geelong. we got some great uh, officers down there. So, yeah, I would say Hawthorne. Um, we haven't got an office in Hawthorne. We can't barrack for that. <laughs> Hawthorne. Name St Kilda or Geelong. Sydney. The Geelong, Geelong Cats this year. Yeah, go Geelong. Jimmy Cross. They've recruited extremely well. Um, and I know that every single person in Geelong is extremely excited about seeing their season. Shout out to um, Will Ainsworth. Yep. Um, Number one fan. And also, I would throw in... Uh, You've got to throw the, in Sydney. The, well, the, the Swans, of yep, course. Yep. Uh, and I like Western Sydney as well. I actually I like Western Troy, Sydney this year. I, I can't help it, but for a moment there, I looked at you <laughs> with your tie, the way you were coming across as an authority. You reminded me of Bruce McAvenny. You seem <laughs> to have been able. You've covered NRL. You've covered AFL. Everything. 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 I did my homework. All right. So, guys and girls, I want to thank realestate.com, our sponsors. I'm letting you know that next week, realestate.com and News Corp have got momentum events. Both of them are sold out, so there's no point plugging them. We've got 1,200 agents in Melbourne, 1,300 agents. You can't agents. fit one more person in if someone rang, rang up news. John, I can tell you there's it's 300 on a waiting list for each one. Wow. So that's that's Congratulations. So they, they, those, those events are booked out. A Troy and, and I speaking? No. Um, we didn't get a good That's, why, that's why they're sold out. <laughs> <laughs> So other than yourself, who, just let everyone know who they're oh, missing. Oh, we've got couple uh, of people. Gav Rubenstein. We've got uh, Vivian Yap, oh, who's... Um, 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 you pulled some strings uh, there. LJ Hooker. Uh, Ray Watts? At Perth. LJ, LJ Hooker. Hooker. I think she's changed networks recently again. Okay, she we're was gonna, LJ we're, Hooker. Yeah, we're not going to quote it on. But gang, let's leave it at that. We look forward to seeing you next week. Million Dollar Agent. Do us a favour, guys and girls. If you love the podcast iTunes ratings help us because stars, the guys. money's not helping us. Yeah, five so stars. five star ratings, guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, we'll see everyone. You next week. See you next week. See you guys.